Good morning, Liam Flanagan here. This is the scorecard, and here's your sporting hit for Thursday, the 5th of November. No, I couldn't. Queensland rolled into Adelaide last night with eight first-time origin players. They had to make a late change after centre Branco Lee failed a fitness test an hour before kickoff. Then they were trailing 10-0 at half-time. And they still won the game. 18-14 the final scoreline. It gives Queensland a 1-0 series lead heading into Game 2 next Wednesday in Sydney. And if New South Wales are to fight back and level the series, they'll more than likely have to do it without Cam Murray, who suffered a hamstring injury and looks doubtful for Game 2. The feeling in the Queensland camp is decidedly different, probably best summed up by first-game player and try-scorer Xavier Coates when he spoke to Channel 9 after the game. Honestly, it is one of the best feelings in the world. Like, honestly, don't know how to describe it. Oh, man, this is unreal. Day one is in the books for the AFL trade period, so here's a quick recap before we look ahead. Zach Langdon moved from the Giants to the Eagles for pick 55. Oleg Markov moved from the Tigers to the Suns for a future third-round pick. And Jesse Hogan has moved from the Dockers to the Giants for the pick 55 they got from the Eagles for Zach Langdon. But the big story of day one was the Saints landing Crows midfielder Brad Crouch on a four-year deal worth $700,000 a season after the Crows opted not to match the offer at the 11th hour. We're adopting a public position in the hope that we could have incentivised the Saints to to make an offer that was such that would have resulted in pick two. Um, So I think it's been referred to as posturing or, or what have you and... Yeah, maybe I should be watching a little bit more of World Series poker than I am watching footy at the moment because it didn't work. Crows head of football Adam Kelly there admitting to trying to bluff the Saints into paying more for Crouch and thereby improving the Crows' compensation pick. Now, Adam, I don't watch much World Series poker either, but I do know that when you try to bluff someone and it doesn't work out, you don't admit to bluffing. Always keep your mouth shut. Speaking of cards, let's see what might be on them today. Luke Dunstan could be forced out of the Saints on the back of Crouch's arrival, while big men Sean McKernan, Ben Brown and Tom McDonald could all have themselves new clubs by the end of the day. After just one turbulent year at the Cats, reports suggest four-time St Kilda best and fairest winner Jack Stephen could be offered a payout by Geelong to get him off their books in 2021, and Essendon seem determined to make any trade they're involved in as difficult as possible. So it's not going to be easy. When Aussie Ben Simmons got drafted to the Philadelphia 76ers, His number 25 jersey became one of the biggest sellers in the NBA. But what if he got traded? I'm told Philadelphia is expected to be interested in and pursue James Harden, uh, the Rockets star. Look, one report about James Harden potentially moving to Philadelphia doesn't mean Ben's on the way out the door. Far from it. For one, Simmons is coming off a season where he was first team all defense. So his value may be at an all-time high. And Simmons punching it over Tice. And secondly... The Rockets have said they aren't interested in trading Harden. But the bigger concern for Ben Simmons and his fans is whether next season happens at all. Because right now the NBA commission and its players keep disagreeing on the start date for the upcoming season. But as Fox Sports' Shannon Sharp explains, it's a fairly simple equation. It's dollars and cents. If it makes dollars, it makes sense. 
If we start at this date, we can make between 500 and a billion dollars. If we don't, we stand to lose that money. Yep. Okay, so what y'all want to do? That's the question. Now we wait for the answer. While it's not New South Wales v Queensland, the rivalry between the Sydney Roosters and the South Sydney Rabbitohs is a passionate one. And it's about to have the heat turned up. It's getting hot in here. And it's all because of a 17-year-old who hasn't even played a game of first grade. Joseph Suwali is about as close to an Aussie sporting prodigy as you'll find. He's represented New South Wales in rugby union, rugby league, basketball, Aussie rules, and can leap tall buildings in a single bound. His talent is undeniable, which is why he's fielding offers from multiple clubs that would make him one of the richest teenagers in the country. But if reports are to be believed, Suwali has decided the Sydney Roosters is where he wants to be. Only problem is, he's still contracted to, you guessed it, the Rabbitohs. His development deal with the Bunnies is worth $60,000 next season. But Adrian Prezenko of the Sydney Morning Herald reports that such is the animosity between the Bunnies and the Roosters, even if Suwali refuses to play next season, the Rabbitohs would still pay him just so he can't sign with the Roosters. Look, COVID has knocked the sporting world on its ass over the past six months, leaving events like the Tour Down Under cancelled and putting others like the Australian Tennis Open in a state of limbo. But yesterday, we got some good news. There's nothing else in the world quite like the Sydney Hobart race. The race has such a standing and such status. It's more than a race. One of the most iconic races in the sport. The Boxing Day tradition lives on. The Cruising Yacht Club of Australia confirmed yesterday that the iconic Sydney to Hobart yacht race will go ahead. Tasmanian government announced that the state's borders will be open to New South Wales travellers from Friday, making the event's logistics much more achievable. Which is lucky, because imagine if you sailed all the way from Sydney to Hobart and then some muppet with a thermometer told you you had to go back. There's your sporting fix for Thursday, the 5th of November. Enjoy your day. We'll see you tomorrow on The Scorecard.